0: Hey, welcome to the Rally Point Men's Podcast. I'm Pastor Wes Pennington and just uh, excited to be here today. And I'm excited that you uh, chose to join us and chose to come in and and spend some time with us. And we pray that it's a blessed time uh, for you. Hey, today I have a real good friend of mine, a man that's just making a lot of noise and doing big things in the podcast world. And that's Mikey Ribello of Can We Keep It Real Podcast. And hey, Mike, we just want to welcome you on to the show, man. God bless you. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Coach. Um, Great introduction. You know, I'm glad to be here. Um, I love what you're doing with your
0: ministry program. And it's actually an honor um, that you invited me on for your first guest of your new season. (laughs) Amen. Yeah, we're excited to have you. And, you know, Mike, just so our our listeners can get just a little read on who you are, because I know a little bit of your story. So I just want to share that. I want you to be able to share that with our listeners. So tell us, where do you come from and what makes up Mikey Rivello? Originally, I come from Providence,
1: Rhode Island, grew up in the, um, in the inner city, single-parent home. Um, we grew up on Francis Street, and then we moved over to the Manhattan Avenue neighborhood, um, single-parent home. Grew up rough, you know, um, you know, what it's like not to have nothing. I like to say I get it out the mud. Um, I grew up with a single parent, so my mom was big on integrity and all that stuff, and You know, and my uncle passed away a couple years ago before he passed his biggest honor was to pass away with integrity, and I just thought, wow, integrity is that important to some people, and um, I think integrity defines my character. I'm going to tell you how it is, like it is, and, you know, I I took that and I started getting into the podcast industry talking about different types of things, but the Lord kept telling me, you have to promote these kids, you have to do more the youth our kids of today are just being left out there feminizing masculinity right mm. they're doing all crazy things that our kids we have to push our youth in a positive direction so that's where I ended up in um, promoting the, ro- the local Rhode Island high school. Football football is a passion that I have. I love high school football more than I love the NFL because um, <laughs> these kids just have more heart. You know, like, they can, I kids go out there, you know, they're busted up, bruised up, banged up, put me in, coach. <laughs> you know, and, and you're looking at their eyes and you're like, they believe it, you know. So I just have a passion for these kids and I think we need to do more to push these kids in a in a positive direction.
0: Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. And, you know, coming from um, someone who came from a single parent home, your mom was uh, the the father, the mother, the uh, the disciplinarian, she was everything in your in your life. And, you know, um, it's tough, you know, for a lot of these kids that are growing up without their fathers in their lives. And, you know, that's why it's important to have good, solid men around that can help come in and mentor them and help raise them up so that they can understand what it's like to be a man, what it means to be a man. Did you have anyone in your life uh, like that, Mike, that, that helped you up uh, through life?
1: I actually did. When I was about 12 years old, I, um, you know, I was... You know, growing up in any in city, it's kind of tough. You get into mischief, you get into trouble, um, no matter what. But I ended up running into this guy named Ernie Trappett, uh, former army ranger, nice guy, um, Christian-trained canine dogs. Um, and he took me under his wing, and he was a father figure. He was a friend, a mentor, a guardian. Um, you know, sometimes for me, I thought he was a prophet. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Um yeah. But what a nice, nice guy he was. And, and like, that was my father figure. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago from a stroke Um, You know, but nice guy. And he's always, always there with me. Like, sometimes I believe we're having a conversation when things get rough. And, and, and I believe we are. You know what I mean? I think yeah. he's speaking through the Holy Spirit. But, yes, that was my mentor that 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 was a man that that taught me a lot and even though how much he taught me i still swayed away because mm. you know the power of you know you have to re, rebuke them evil thoughts but them evil thoughts are very very strong
0: absolutely
1: you know so i i, I swayed away from the nest for a little while you know um, before i was able to get a grip on things but yeah i have to thank ernie traffic for, uh,
0: for being that person in my life amen you know god always sins um, a rim in the bush. You know, he always sends someone who can step in and, and, and play the role of Father for us. You know, and I, and I pray for those that are out there that don't have that role model in their lives, you know, and they have to try to figure it out on their own because it's a tough world and it's a, a lot of things will, will grab hold of you and direct you into different paths that you really shouldn't get into. And, you know, that's part of the role of the coach, you know, as we get out there. I know for me, I had a, uh, a high school football coach who was a, a mentor to me, you know, and that's what I try to do for the young men that um, that I end up coaching. I hope that I can be a mentor to them and I can kind of, you know, show them the right way and, and and let them see God through me, not through you know so much preaching the gospel, but through the life that I live, you know, being a man of integrity, like you uh, mentioned, and also just kind of being honest and truthful with them and directing them in the right way that they should go. You know, and that's why I love the podcast that you have because you know you have coaches on there, you have young coaches to old coaches on there, and you know everyone's in there kind of giving their part and accepting uh, one another's viewpoints, and it, it's not hostile at all. And you know, how did how did how did that develop for you?
1: Oh, how that developed?
0: Um,
1: when I started the podcast. You know, I I wanted to do things that were edgy, and you know, I figured Rhode Island. I was doing a things. thing. We so have such a strong connection. So, like, oh, something kept saying this ain't the way. You got to do more for the kids for the program, so I started getting the coaches on coach football and came on when I was doing like to anchor a long time ago, five years ago. This is I'm going into my sixth season. So coach football was one of the first guests, and I was very edgy. Um, and some coaches were afraid. I mean, it was like I don't know, man. You know, because coaching is still politically connected. Like you have yeah. to be politically correct sometimes. Absolutely. You know, in Rhode Island football, go along. You have to be part of it. Go along. Get along. Get and sometimes you can't always say how you feel. And I respect guys that come on and say how they feel. You know what I mean? Like, that's very, very big. So I started getting more coaches on, um, more coaches agreeing to come on. And I think this year we have nine, 10, 11 different coaches from Coach Ferraro, that have been around the league a long time. Yourself, you know, um, thank you for that. And a lot of other great coaches, people that aren't coaches. Felix Fernandez, you know, come on, does great things for Rhode Island ranked. Um, We had, you know, Mike Washington comes on that runs it. You know, he's in a tough, tough program, you know, at at Central High School, Stanley Dunbar. um, You know, so so many great coaches. Blake Simpson, I mean, I I just hate to leave anyone out. (laughs) Emerson Terrell was a great, great guest. You know, so many great guys and even guys that didn't get along and don't get along came on that, you know, and it's crazy, Coach, because for a small state, we have coaches that don't even know each other. Mm, true. They do even crossed the, the hash mark. And I said, I thought you guys go to meetings every year or every month. Like, you have coaches meetings, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, the ones that show up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, and, and coaches coaches do come to those meetings, but there's not a whole lot of conversation that takes place in those meetings. You know, um, as, I'm, as I'm, I'm I'm, there most of the time, so I can, I can attest to that. And, you know, as you were naming off, uh, the coaches that you know you've spoken with, that's been on your show. Um, as I'm look, thinking about those men, man, what what a great bunch of mentors that you just named off. Like each and every one of those uh, men are good, solid men that are good mentors to their players, and that actually show them and are honest with them and show them what it's like to be a man. And you know, and that's that's huge. That's huge. You know, um, and. They all come on, gravitate to your show. They come on, they, they give their honest opinion. And Believe me, I know because there's times when, when I've lost and I'm not really wanting to talk about a football game and what happened, but hey, you know, I gave my word that I'm going to come on and, and, and talk about it, and, and so I do. And I'm sure a lot of those guys feel the same way. You know, um, after they've lost the game, it's great to come on when you won. You have a lot to talk about when you when you've lost. It, it's hard to kind of you know pull in your feelings and, and, and have a conversation. But hey, I, I applaud those that do it. You know, and it actually it allows us to grow. You know, it's actually what it does, and that's yeah, what right. your show does. For Dunbar, um, my
1: most uncomfortable conversation on the podcast the you know, an interview was when Dunbar came on the night that he lost to Saint Rays, and I was trying, it was just so uncomfortable for me because. I don't know what to say, like, uh, you're lost, you know, how'd you do that? You know, I mean, what happened? Why'd you get the mud holes knocked out of you? You know, like, it's like, what do you say? You know, and, and it's like, but well, I learned after that, you know, I mean, like, how to get it done, and, you know, Um. and I know I could tell in your face a lot of videos, like, this guy don't want to be, there, but he's doing it for the kept his word, like, Mike Washington says, you know, Mike, we put a lot of work into putting the game plan together, and sometimes it, it don't go the way you want. The last thing you want to do is talk about it. I said, You know, coach, we all put a lot of work in. You, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but you still gotta come on good loser indifferent. I mean, I had coaches come on that said, We're gonna win, we're gonna kick butt, they get embarrassed and they never came on again. Right. You know, um, so I can understand how coaches kind of get in your feelings sometimes, you have upset, you lose, rude, but it's a show. When loser indifferent, I'm gonna stand up, hold my integrity, hold my word and It is what happens, you know? That's how a good commander does it, you know? You lose the fight a lot, but it's all about
0: the battle. Amen, amen, amen. And you know, that's that's also like a a huge teaching point, you know, uh, because, hey, there's a lot of times when we don't wanna do things, right, in life. But we have to, because, you know, hey, sometimes you wanna eat, you don't wanna get up and go to work? You gotta get up and go to work, you know? Um, And and that's a, a great lesson to teach our young men. You know to show them that hey you know what um it's not about bailing out it's not about quitting it's not about you know i don't want to do it because i wasn't successful you know it's about honoring your word you know one of the biggest things that i try to teach men in our men's ministry is that let your yes be yes and your no be no so hey if you if you commit to it then honor it you know what i mean and, and if you can't honor it just go about you know the right way contact the person let them know hey listen i, I can't honor that will you let me out of my debt and hopefully, if they let you out of the date, that you're in the clear. But hey, you know what? Sometimes they can't let you out, and you have to still honor your commitment because you gave your word. You know what I mean? Right.
1: I think I reached out to you once. I said, you know, if you want to do it tomorrow, I understand. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I reached out to a couple of folks. Like, you don't, um, I said, you don't really have to come on and do this tonight. You know, I know that was a tough, tough one. Because um, your game against Holman, you guys, great, great game. You know yeah, what I mean, and uh, it just did I think you were the better team that night, and it just didn't work out the way by the end. And, and them a tough, tough loss. Yeah. To take, but I think them a lesson And I like that you know, like it kind of reminds me of an you know, old timer I grew up around. I mean, grow tomato he That every plant that dies, they're gonna mow the lawn. Everyone that lives, I give you a quarter, right? So that's not a fair trade, off But he was teaching me, and I learned later. Sometimes you're gonna do everything right. Right. You're going to do everything by the letter of the instructions. And guess what? It's going to fail horribly. Right. You you know, right. So, and, and that was pretty much a, a great lesson. And I try to push that out. Like sometimes, no matter what you do, you're going to do it right. But it's going to come out horribly wrong because you
0: have to eat it. You got to. You know, and You got to stand up like a man and eat it. Amen. Amen. And, you know, and those are great, great learning points for our young men to learn as they're coming up. That's why I love the game of football, you know, because it teaches you more than just X's and O's. It teaches you about life, you know, and and, and there's some great coaches in Rhode Island, I know, and I'm sure all over the country that are out there doing the right things. You know, they're out there coaching with integrity and and doing the right things. There's also guys that aren't, but, you know, we don't wanna talk about those guys. Um, So God's been in your life, bro. I know, I see that God is ordaining your steps. are there any bigger platforms that are coming your way? Like, how are you? What's the plan for? Can we keep it real? Well, eventually,
1: I like to. Um, I'm starting to get more connected with people outside of Rhode Island, um, down in Maryland. You know, we have a nice Tuesday night show with Voice Sports that that goes on. Nice. I'm reaching out to guys down in Texas. I would love to get coaches all over the nation. Um, well, people that have a positive, you a message to give to the to the youth. You are always. Invited on my my platform. You know, um, I like to do that. I, I like to try to expand and get bigger. Like, I'm a one man thing, and I tell you, if I had a network behind me or if I had something, you know, something behind me to, to push me, we could be so, so mm-hmm. big. This is uncharted territories. And coaches, you should want to go on and talk about your kids, talk about your platform, especially now with the NCAA rules being so tough. It's even harder for kids to get recruited.
0: The college,
1: you know, this year, they're expecting only the top 150 kids in the country to get recruited. Wow. You know, and that, that's not a lot of kids, you know, so that leaves a lot of kids out. And even kids who would think, we're going to see kids when this is over from Rhode Island, that you're going to be like, oh my God, why didn't that player get recruited? Mm. Because of the new NCAA rule right right where they're right. taking guys that are already established in college they have a new free agency
0: now for college players you yeah know, um, plus plus with that whole uh portal thing that they have now in colleges yeah, exactly. where guys can go from school to school so a lot of colleges are looking in the portals now versus high school football players coming out of high school yeah that's that's yes, and they're know. taking
1: them first yep and then when you think about it as a coach how can you really be mad at the colleges because you know they have a business to run
0: Right. They're trying to win
1: championships. They said, Are we, we going to take somebody out of high school? Are we going to take somebody in the portal? And here's the picture. D1 schools, they get to the bankroll them scholarships. So say you, you got 25, they could take 25 scholarships, right? D1 is all scholarship now. Yep. You got 25. So if you only use five of them, the extra 20, you could put in the bank. Mm. Right? So now next year, you have 40. You put another 20 in the bank the following year you have 60 and then you have 80. Now if you want the fourth year you're going to use your original 25 and now you have an extra 80. Wow. And it's legal because you are technically not going over your 25 scholarships, 85 max. Right, not right. going over that because them other scholarships were bankrolled from previous seasons. So wow. it's just the NCAA rules and I don't think they're going to change much, but I talked to recruiters that said, this is bad, bad, bad for high school. Yeah. For players for the next three to five years.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, hopefully, you know, Mike, uh, hopefully that we're coaching these young men up to be good, solid role models within the community. So whether they go on to play college football, hopefully they go on to college and, and just become good role models and good people. You know, um, if we can, if I, you know, if I could get, one player, two players to kind of go from the program and be, just become good people within the community. Then I've been a success in my role as a coach, you know, um, and and hopefully they can see God in me. You know what I mean? Not that I have to preach the gospel to them, but just in the way that I live my life, just in uh, the integrity that I hold in how I go about things. You know, you'd be surprised how kids, they see everything. You know, one of the things that blessed me, brother, is when we were up there playing westerly and you came down to the field with your daughter, and I was just like, "Wow, now that's that's a father right there." And, and I can see how much she loves you by the way she's communicating with you and interacting interacting with you. And I was totally blessed by that, man. Yeah,
1: yeah, she. Um, I took her down and She has she has a great time. You know, she gets she knows everybody. Anyway, my girl, I feel like at, at nine years, old, was starting to go everybody, I'm walking around, like, I took her up there that same day, whereupon are up on um, the bleachers, walking by, and I was like, hi, Michaela, hi, Michaela, hi, Michaela, and I was like, oh my God, everybody over there knows you, but, um, she still reminds me about, that. you know, you told her that she has tips on charity programs, so, like,
0: she said, really
1: you let them know. I'm ready. I'll be around, but it has to have a bulldog and a wizard. That might be tough. Let's we'll see what we can do. Yeah, yeah, that you know, might be tough. But, but you it's know, all kids, it it, it's all about the kids, man. It's It's all about the kid's know, best. It's so true. That's the best. Sometimes having them one-on-one things with your kids
0: is memory and yeah. the best experience you have. You know, Mike. As I as I think about it and I look at it, you know, um, when I was growing up. You know, my father was, was there in the house, but he wasn't there in my life. And what I mean by that is he, he provided for me, you know, I had food in, in my belly, I had a roof over my head, clothes on my back, but the relational part uh, wasn't really there. You know, and that's the most important part. I mean, your daughter is going to, when she gets older and she has kids, kitchen like, man, me and my dad used to go to the football games. I really love that. You know, I, he shared with me and he's in my life and he really cared about the things that I cared about. And, you know, and, and she's going to feel real special and grow up with um, a different uh, perspective on life than those that, you know, didn't have their father in their lives. You know, um, you know, the stats are crazy. Ninety percent of all women in prison today are, come from a fatherless home. of all men in prison today come from a father's home. So, you know, there's definitely an impact that happens when the father's not there. And that's why I'm blessed, man, when I see, you know, guys like yourself that's taking the role seriously and uh, walking into it seriously.
1: Of course, I did a podcast about this a few weeks ago. You know, you see all the stats rising, especially in like just, let's say, Providence alone. The homicide rate is rising and all those people that came up in the nineties that made these children, you hear the mother saying the fathers are no good. The father's mm-hmm. saying the mothers are no good. You know Neither one of you is any good. <laughs> you know, the way that you're raising your your kids. True. You know, your father, you have a woman that has ten baby daddies, ten different baby daddies, and none of the kids and that's why they have no guidance and they and they head to these streets and the people on the streets are wolves. Yeah and they see this and they devour them kids. And they teach them the bad, bad ways And We have to do more to prevent that. If we had more father homes, we had more dads in the home, it might be you might things might be different, you know? And when right. I do podcasts about that, they're my lowest views. And it's it's crazy. It's like we have fatherless homes that are like the number is ridiculous and people heading towards incarceration. Yeah. We do more to prevent juvenile we could do more to prevent juvenile incarceration but it seems like our municipalities don't want to work on the prevention they want to work on the incarceration
0: yeah that's why you know mike it's it's up to guys like you and me and you know men's ministries all over the uh, all over the country and the world like rally point that you know we're trying to stir the hearts of the men wake the men up to say hey you know what you know, it's time for us to take on our responsibilities and, and our roles as fathers, as dads, to do the right things and raise our children in the right way. You know, I'm reminded of uh, World War II. They say that that generation of men that went off to war was the greatest generation. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, God's been telling me that there's going to be another great generation um, that's gonna be considered the greatest generation because these are gonna be the men that decide to go off to war, but the war they're gonna fight is to get their children back, is to get their families back, is to do the right things so that we can see a change um, in in these generations that are coming forward so that the world can be better, a better place. You know, um, we can make the world a better place. We just have to believe it and trust God with it.
1: It's funny you bring up the World War II thing because I tell people like, I was like, when when some people say, Oh, you know, sometimes you all wrote rough things to say, I was like, You shouldn't be sugarcoating. At one time these kids had a rifle in their hand. And they were on a boat, seventeen years old, heading off to fight a war. Yeah. And them men became the greatest men in the history of our country. Wow. Yeah, it's in our history mm-hmm. book, we have more heroes coming from that era. Mm-hmm. You know, that we look up to. And we got away from that. And we got away from, you know, having tough, tough men. In our lives, you know, I say football programs should have more people that maybe lived a rough life and they straighten themselves out as mentors. But some programs disagree with that,
0: and they wonder why it don't work. It don't yeah, work, it don't work. You know, we got into the we got into the give everybody a trophy idea, and you know, uh, just the whole coddling thing. And you know, I mean, there's probably some space for that in in development of. Children, um, But the truth is, is that, you know, we just have to have their fathers in their lives and do it, you know, in a way that shows integrity and shows that God is, is in their lives with them. And, you know, I, I love it, man, that yeah, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm like going, hey, we're keeping it real today. You know, this is what it, it's all about. And that's what your show is all about. You know, can we keep it real? And I want to encourage you guys, if, if you haven't uh, listened to any of uh, uh, Mike's podcasts, to uh, go find it you know can we keep it real and then mike why don't you tell the audience how can they how can they find you
1: the easiest way if you google
0: can we keep it real by mike on google you'll come up with hundreds of
1: places um but i'm on all social media platforms spotify i just signed the new here year, two years there with apple itunes i mean with i radio which was tremendous to get on i i it's the biggest platform around um Apple, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, basically everywhere. Facebook. Now I stream live on Twitter when the show goes live. Um, I did one the other day about the NCAA portal. That's over a thousand views now. And if anybody wants to be a guest, definitely inbox me on Messenger, Kelly Keeper, the podcast page. Um, basically, you put it in Kelly Keep it Real, you're gonna find me.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey, you heard it. You heard it right from from his own voice. Uh, Check him out. Can we keep it real podcast? And he does keep it real. I mean, I love speaking with Mikey and being on the show and love having you on the show as well, uh, Mike. And, uh, you know, you you just put a lot of valuable and and golden nuggets out there for the guys and the people that are listening to our show. You know, and I really appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you, coach. I really appreciate it. And uh, everybody go out and get that book. We're
1: playing out his new book out. He's not promoting
0: it. I am. Get his (laughs) new book. Yeah. Hey, check it out. It's do the smoker. You know what barbecue can teach you about how God prepares a man. You know, uh, you can pick that up on Amazon, you know, um, or you can hit me up on Facebook messenger. If you want a copy, we'll get you a copy. Uh, but yeah, check that out through the smoker. And once again, Hey, thank you. Uh, Mikey Ribello, but can we keep it real? The podcast that's blowing up in Rhode Island and I'm sure eventually soon, real soon. It's going to be blowing up all over the country. Because I know that God is with him and God is doing a great a great service in him and ordering his steps and I can see it. And we just want to thank you also, the listeners, for just tuning in with us and just spending some time with us as uh, we talk about what it means and what it looks like to be a man, a man of God. And uh, we pray that you continue to listen in and continue to tune in to the Rally Point Men's Podcast. May you be blessed. May you be protected. May God just come into your life in a powerful way. And we pray for you always, and we bless you. And and just stay tuned and stay connected. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Coach. Good luck. You know, I posted the first
1: 25 people I the book. I'll, I'll get you an autograph. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. Bless you, brother.